0: those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at hyundaiusa.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Freaking first cut. Golly.
0: Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Valero, Texas Open. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, hello. And we are officially back on track.
2: Back on track, yes. Um, finally have a, th- this is a real round three recap, right? Mm-hmm. For the uh, for the first time all week, thanks to some fog on Thursday. So yeah, it's good to be in this position. And um, it was a full day of golf today. A lot of golf going on uh, across the, the world today. And um, yeah. n- nice to be on track in Texas.
0: Yeah, we finished round two this morning and then completed the entirety of round three. The name that has been... On top of the leaderboard for what feels like an eternity, Greg, is Patrick Rogers, and his name is still there. A one under 71 for P. Raj here on Saturday. A a little little sloppy bogey coming in there on 18, but he will hold a one-shot lead heading into Sunday in hopes of getting his first career PGA Tour victory.
2: Yeah, Rick, we've had a lot of conversations about Patrick Rogers in the past because he's such a good uh, driver of the ball and, and a really nice putter as well. And that combination is you know somewhat unique on the PGA Tour when, when those are your two strengths. But this week, he's just had an incredible iron play week. I mean, uh, you look at what he's done so far through two rounds, he gained nearly seven strokes approaching the green, yeah. which is two better than his best ever event on the PGA Tour. Um, so it was really impressive stuff. Kind of came back down to earth today. Uh, this was a little bit more normal. And and look, it's somewhat common for a leader, um, you know, a, a 36-hole leader coming in a, a, on that Saturday round. You play kind of a little more conservative, and that's exactly what he did. Um, but I, I thought he played some really nice golf. I really liked the tee shot he hit at 17. Um, 18. Look, 18, he missed a T shot to the right. It's better than where Kucher hit it. I know, I know we'll, uh, we'll get to that, but um, that pitch out was really close to being really good. And the rough just gobbled it up. And, you know, this is the beauty of really long par fives. Now your third shot is he's hitting a hybrid into the green. That's not a very common thing for Patrick Rogers to be hitting a hybrid into the green for his third.
0: Some impromptu trivia, and if you were listening last night, you might have already been spoiled on this, but Patrick Rogers had 11 wins at Stanford. There are two other Cardinals, Stanford Cardinal, that have uh, tied those 11 victories. Do you want to take a shot at who they are?
2: One is Tiger.
0: That, that's the easy one, yeah.
2: That's uh, I, I don't know this one. My guess would be Maverick McNeely.
0: Ding, 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 ding. That is absolutely correct. Come
2: with confidence. I yes, said with confidence.
0: Yes, you just <laughs> rams that one right into the back of the cup. Um, you know, it is interesting, right? Is is eighteen? Is that. Nerves? Is that, you know, going for it all, for, you know, going for your first career victory to spray one out there, right? I mean, th- this is such an uncomfortable position to be in when you're trying to get it done for the first time. How do you expect Patrick Rogers to come out on Sunday?
2: I, you know, I, I heard, I, I didn't, we, he just finished his round. So I haven't heard yes. any comments after today's round, but, uh, but yesterday he sounded extremely confident, uh, extremely comfortable. I, I think his swing looks to be in really good order. And I, I don't put too much into that bogey at 18. Um, we saw plenty of players do much worse. Uh, the tee shot leaks a little bit more right than he wants. Um, but and it, it ends up in a position where he's got a really difficult layup. And look, that, that's why this is such a demanding golf course, to Green, because a little miss can be a big penalty. And, um, so uh, look, it, it's a, a six on a par five. That's a little sloppy, but so much of it comes down to one shot, that T shot. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was that bad. I, I don't think that's a, you know, a choke or anything like that. So, you know, I, I feel pretty good about Patrick Rogers going into tomorrow. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, circling his name all over the board here saying he's going to do this because there's. Still, the question was what we saw in the first two rounds, just an anomaly, or is he really feeling that good about his game right now? Uh, That's yet to be seen. But either way, I I think if he puts together a round like this, like he did today, uh, tomorrow, he'll be on the 18th hole with a chance.
0: Yeah, his uh, metrics look good as well. So we'll we'll see if he can just continue that going on uh, for 18 more holes. His closest chaser is a man who has donned the cowboy boots here before in San Antonio. It's Corey Connors. One shot off the lead. It was a Saturday 69. A couple of sloppy moments. He made a double on six. He made a bogey on nine and a bogey on 16. But he was able to pile up enough birdies here and kind of get out of that he was stuck in neutral a little bit after going really low in round one, kind of breaks the seal a little bit, and puts himself in great position to add another Valero Texas open title to his resume.
2: Yeah. It was kind of a little sloppy. He, you know, he's made two double bogeys this week yeah. and he sits one shot off the lead and he really, you could, are you could argue he should be tied for the lead. He had a really nice look at birdie at 18 um, that, that just slid by, but What I really like is how he's had this ability to kind of go on little mini heaters through the week. And today was a great example of that. Um, Hit a great shot into 11 and then um, the the shot into 12 was so cool. I mean, I know it's not that long of a shot. It's only 120 yards, but nearly, I mean, he hits it inside of two feet. So that was phenomenal. And then you go a couple of holes later the shot that he hit um, into 14, hitting that green in two, was wonderful. I had to make a longer putt than he would have hoped. But fifth, the shot into 15 was just exactly what Corey Connors does. And I look at his ball striking almost like a, uh, a three-point shooter who's not, not feeling it at the beginning of the game, but they just keep shooting, and all of a sudden they start going in. Right. And he just continues to pepper flag sticks. So, yeah, Corey Connors is probably the guy you're feeling the best about heading into tomorrow because of that, um, that capability with his ball striking.
0: I'm trying to think of anybody else whose first two wins on tour came at the same event.
2: Mm. Just, that- did ju- Justin Thomas?
0: What, CJ Cup?
2: Uh, see, I think it was CIMB classic. Oh, Malaysia.
0: Yeah. That, okay. So let me check. Hold on. Um, I see. Yes. Maybe, great. Wow. Unbelievable pool. Yeah. So maybe Cam champ November, 2015 and October, 2016 CIMB classic number one and two unbelievable pool. Uh, let's yeah, I'm, check uh, I'm Proud of that one. That's <laughs> unbelievable. No, Cam champ has never won the same event twice. So he won okay. Sanderson. He won Safeway. And he won three M
2: uh sam burns
0: sam burns might be one as well yeah it might be valspar twice uh no he nah, won he sanderson in between clean. yeah i'll tell you what uh i couldn't think of any the jt pool oh, was great you know
2: you know who might be one did did matt every win back-to-back yeah he might. Have. apis yeah that, might be that may be his only two wins
0: I do wonder who has only two wins and have them be. Right. We'll have to wait a while to see if Corey Connors wins this one. And Yeah, so Matt Every's only two career victories are the, 2020, uh, the 2014 and 2015 Arnold Palmer Invitational.
2: Wow. I right. guess it was happening a lot back then. Wow. Yeah, I'm right. not sure who else.
0: Good stuff. I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll keep uh chewing on that one for a bit, but Corey Connors could add his name to that list on Sunday. Those two are starting to separate themselves a little bit. And we'll kind of talk about this later. I mean, there's there's kind of different tiers of this leaderboard where some of it feels out of reach. Matt Kuchar is going to be three off the lead, uh, two shots off of Corey Connors. He is nine under par. And Greg, this is a little bit disappointing or a lot disappointing because he got out of the gates beautifully. He birdied three of his first four holes. Then he made a double on that finishing hole on 18, which obviously three shots back is he's still very much in this, but you could be going to bed on Saturday night. If you're Matt Kuchar in a completely different state of this event.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could be in the lead, right? You think about what happened on 17 hit a beautiful tee shot. That's probably what three feet to the left of, um, of being really close. If he hits it three feet farther, right. It probably feeds a little straighter at the hole and ends up going down in that low little um, collection area on the green. Uh, And then the putt nearly, he nearly holds the putt anyway. So that was a really close call. And then um, hits it into a a trouble spot on the left-hand side. Has to take an unplayable and, now he's hitting 3 wood for his unplayable which is kind of a questionable decision yeah. out of that. I was a little hairy, don't you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's putting it nicely. I was like he's not really going to he's not really going to hit this, is he? Sure enough, Cooch is like all-time confident. He's like I'm I'm yanking this baby. Let's go. I,
2: I think there was one on Friday too that he hit uh out of a very strange lie with a fairway wood. Uh, he he hit a hybrid chip shot from the from the rough. And he carried it on the green and rolled it up there really close yesterday. So he hit some he hit some really cool shots this week. Um, nearly hold what hole was that where he uh, nearly oh. hold it? It lipped out like crazy.
0: It had to be three. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So early this morning. Yeah. So the, the par 389 yards, uh, yeah. So he hits it. The, the shot link has that four inches, but yeah. that does not do it justice because it was rolling right at the edge. It grabs the right side loops all the way around, goes halfway down and stays out for an eight. Oh. Yeah,
2: I mean, but this is the kind of thing. It's cool when Matt Kuchar is in contention because he hits a lot of fun. He hits fun shots for the most part, and he's smiling about it, and you get the feeling that he's just showing off, which is pretty cool. So I like the way he's gone about it this week. Um, You know, with with his disadvantage when it comes to distance, he's just extremely skilled. Uh, He showed it at the match play last week. He showed it again. Uh, here this week and and he did it here last year too right tied second here last year i believe um so he's I, even though that was a really disappointed finish he's still looking really strong for tomorrow
0: yeah he has a great track record around here so a couple a couple of items uh the chat has come through with a couple more kh lee his only two wins as at oh. this point are byron nelson yeah. boo weekly there's a pool his first two wins were 07 and 08 Verizon Heritage. Okay, so good, okay. good on you for the chat. But this would still be—I I still believe our only example of a guy whose first two wins were at the same event that weren't back to back. Right? Everybody else went oh, and defended.
2: Yeah, that's we're, a good point.
0: It'd be like four years in between Corey Connors' wins if he gets it done.
2: Right. So, yeah, and all those are defend That—that's wild.
0: Yeah. So we'll continue to, we'll continue to brainstorm those and see what else, what else we can come up with. Now, this is kind of where we'll we'll see on the other side, um, what Vegas thinks about this, but I'll tell you what they think. This is a three horse race. Rogers, Connors, Kucher. you've got Sam Stevens and Chris Kirk at eight under, you have a ton of guys at seven under Benny on Sam Ryder, potty Harrington, um, Lee Hodges, Augusto Nunez, Harry Higgs. So let like what, how far back is too far back here? What's the state? This leaderboard is, is it's jammed, but that the log jam might be too far behind.
2: Well, I think it was, we were talking about this before we came on air and Rodgers was still at 13 and it looked like Connors was going to go to 12. Right. Um, So now that shot, I mean, a five shot lead is not too much to overcome. It, we, it, you we, know, we've it, seen,
0: we've seen that. Disintegrate.
2: Yeah. I, I So, and again, you're in tied six. If you're at seven under par, you're tied six. So I, I think that's still live. Um, is Hideki live at six under being six back? That's probably where I would draw the line. I think that's probably, if it, if it weren't Hideki Matsuyama, I would say, you know, even Andrew Putnam, who's having a really nice week, um, hitting the ball really well this week. I think that's probably too far back. Um, because again, you got 11 guys ahead of you, but if you look at the seven unders, the, the question is, well, which one of them are are playing well enough to really get this done? You look at a guy like Lee Hodges, he kind of was scrambling around today to shoot three under par and some really nice scrambling, but he's not really hitting the ball all that great. Um, you know, Augusto Nunez hit some really high quality shots today, Padre Carrington, Got hot late, doesn't seem like, you know, just doesn't really pass the eye test. You know, you know who the guy
0: is. You know who the guy is. Yeah,
2: it's Ben On. No. No? Sam Uh, Ryder? Sam Ryder. Look at what Ben Ben On hit the ball great today. He Ben, I'm I'm telling you, Ben On left like four shots on the table with basic up and downs from the side of the
0: green. Yeah, that's that's what he does. Yeah,
2: that's the problem. (laughs) But I'm looking looking at his round saying this should have been – he should have shot eight under today.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm actually – both of these stat profiles are pretty good. So Benion is first off the tee and eighth on approach for the week, and he's 40th around the green and 58th with the putter. Sam Ryder is seventh on approach, 13th in putting. That's what he does. He's a great second shot player. He's a great putter. And when those two come together, you can go really low. That's why I like yeah. that, that combination, but you're yeah. right. Benny On's not going to cover off the ball.
2: And, and I think Ben on has been playing better lately. Sam Ryder's ball striking has been, yeah, it hasn't really caught my attention. No,
0: but he's, but he's still finishing well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And he has that capability. We've seen him do some really incredible things, um, in some great moments. I, I liked this round today. I did. Um, but I just look at Ben on. I'm just shaking my head. I can't believe he shot four under. I can't believe he shot four under today. Looking at some of these, you know, bozo bogeys that he made. So that's why, uh, yeah, they were, they were there. I mean, it's like you're on the edge of the green. You're, you're these basic chips that you just have to get up and down. And it was four of them. So I, I I think I don't know one of the one of those two guys I'll yeah. I'll leave it at that I
0: like I like yeah I like both of those if if anybody from the sevens is gonna make a run into those two uh, let me hit a couple notables real quick you mentioned him Hideki Matsuyama dude I have no idea from shot to shot what you what we will get from Hideki Matsuyama. So I will just I will just tell you. It was a it was a Saturday 68. He goes out in 32. He makes another birdie on number 4. He started on the back nine. Uh the only blemish on his card came on his final hole of the day which was number 9 and of course, of course we're getting the decky juice you know one one week before we go back to Augusta National.
2: Yeah look the hard thing this is this is the hard thing about hideki um i loved what i saw he hit some sweet shots today i mean some really special shots on 14 15 um 16 was a great shot too but the one on 15 was just yeah you know
0: you're talking about 205 the the approach shot 205 to 12 uh to 12 feet yeah and then he rolls
2: it in yeah it was just so good and um so I know that Hideki has that capability, but I, I'm worried about his neck. I mean, this is a this is a day to day kind of a thing. I mean, we saw him at the match play. Who was he? I I forget who he was playing in the match before he withdraws from Homa. But he striped it. He he played great, and then the next day he can't go. He's been wearing the patch on his neck. I, and necks can be very finicky, uh, and it can be. How you sleep one night. Right. So I I just have so many questions with Hideki and it almost it doesn't even matter to me if he wins tomorrow because it's not going to answer my real question, which is, is this a chronic neck issue?
0: Yeah. The real question we need the answer to is, how are you going to feel all four days next week? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to get the answer to that.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like a tiger scenario. Right, which is just too bad because I, I really think he's in rather good form.
0: Next can be very finicky, should be the title of this podcast episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they can't, I'm telling you. It, no, you're right. It's, it, uh, there, there are a couple of injury areas that are really like high alert, re injury prone areas neck, wrist, back. You deal with necks, wrists, and backs, and it's very concerning.
0: I agree with you. Um, we are going to look at the odds. However, before we jump over there, I would like to chat about the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Uh, example, $9 million, that winning golf tournaments is hard no matter who you are where you are uh anything else because Rose Zhang who was uh, handed this trophy by me and plenty of others a couple of days ago. Me struggled, too. yeah, struggled at Augusta National today. It was a round of 76, which got her into a playoff, Greg. And now I'm um, now all bets are off. Jenny Jenny Bay, Rose Zang in a playoff, all bets are off. All the hard work that you've put in this week going 66, 65, doesn't matter. You are like uh, your opponent is right in front of you.
2: This is, um, there are a couple wild things about this one. Why did everybody give her the trophy going in? Well, she is one of the best amateur, uh, female golfers of all time. Yeah. You know, I mean, kind of in like a Lorena Ochoa category. So absolute standout. She's checked every box except for this one. Um, and, and she has a five shot lead and the lead that she has over, uh, Andrea Lignell is five, and it's six over um, over Jenny, and then and, and then after that, it's no nobody's going to touch her after that, right? Right. So you have a, a three horse race, and the other two competitors have played a combined one round at Augusta National. Um, you add, you make it three with the practice rounds, and Jenny Bay last year they they couldn't play the practice round, um, and, and she missed the cut anyway. So she's got. Just the practice round. Um, Lignell has just the practice round. It's actually two. So no experience behind you. And you've played it, what, four? Uh, This was her fourth time playing this event?
0: Yes. She actually got into this. Or excuse me, she got into the U.S. Women's Open at 16. But this is now the fourth time she has played the Augusta National Women's Yeah.
2: So everything is lining up as, okay, nobody's going to catch her. Um, and then she makes double at one mm-hmm. and, and now it's like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. This is, this is now her against the golf course. And it felt that way all day. This was such a, I watched a lot of this tournament mm-hmm. and it was like, I, I don't know why I put myself through it other than the fact that it's Augusta national. It was so painful. It was. You could just feel the anxiety. Nobody's really charging. Because it was such a difficult day. It's not taken away from their abilities. It's just a challenging day. And it's this slow grueling train wreck that lasted eighteen holes.
0: Yeah, and it let and the and there was a, a weather delay, right? So it's it for felt- three it- hours. Yeah. So it wasn't like a four-hour yeah. train wreck. It was like an eight-hour train wreck. Oh uh,
2: <laughs> no, she did play a little better after the after the delay. The delay was probably the reason why she won mm. honestly um and then she gets a uh, you know it's not you don't want to win this way but it's a fortunate break in the playoff that uh, jenny kind of airmails the green a little yeah. long and left and um isn't able to really give a good run at that point so look this was a crazy way to win but uh i heard her say after it's over <laughs> and i felt Finally. the same way
0: yeah we were all thinking it Je- jenny bay uh on 10 gets into a tough spot uh behind that green and and rosang makes a uh, par and-, and-, and wins it on the second the second playoff hole she adds to an already illustrious uh amateur resume she won the ncaa's she's won the u.s uh women's amateur the u.s girls junior she's won she's been on the junior Ryder cup team and solheim cup teams and winners i mean it's just like anything that you could accomplish as an amateur she has done so yeah.
2: nine wins at stanford right yeah. tie uh, she has the tied most for anyone in that um out of that program it's just incredible
0: incredible stuff uh congratulations rose uh job well done let's continue this conversation we've got a a little live, little live to talk about and we'll look at the odds board. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that. Needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky. As, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym so now here's what you can do for for our listeners uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off all you have to do is go to viori.com slash first that's v-u-o-r-i.com slash first again Not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out, viore.com slash first and discover the versatility
1: of Viore clothing. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, TaylorBrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T A I L O R B R A N D S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
0: And we're back. Greg, I see it happening right now. Brooks Kepka has played two rounds at a golf course in Orlando. And he has three shots clear of everybody else at live golf this week. And that master's number is already coming down. People have seen enough. They've seen enough from Brooks.
2: Yeah. it's well, 65, I, I believe he shot, um, at least in one of the rounds I, Look, with all the action going on today, I didn't get a chance to see a whole lot of this. Um, but, but we know what Brooks Koepka is. He's an experienced player. And, you know, I, I I don't know if this golf course is really a great litmus test for, you know, what kind of shape your game really is in, but going out there and shooting 65 uh, and playing like that definitely gives Brooks as a player, a lot of confidence. You know, what we saw in the, in the Netflix series was a guy that was really lacking in confidence Um, and going out there and playing that way could be exactly what he needs heading into uh, heading into a masters that is going to be, Rather interesting to see. I I can't wait to see how these guys do. I, I have a feeling uh, a couple of them are going to hold up fine. I, I think they're they could still play golf. I you know I don't think just because they went to live golf their games have completely abandoned them. But I'm not sure if the amount of golf they've played or the golf courses that they've played are the you know the best way to really prepare. So that'll be a, an interesting storyline for next
0: week. <laughs> Brooks Koepka, 12-under with a round to go. Munoz is 9-under. Mito Pereira, 8-under. A couple notables. Patrick Reed, 8-under. I'm just kind of scrolling through the list here. Dustin Johnson, 5-under. That's tied for 14th. Cam Smith also there as well. Joaquin Neiman, Taylor Gooch, Harold Varner third, tied for 20th. Bryson DeChambeau, 27th. I'm still scrolling. I'm looking for Phil Mickelson. Bubba Watson, 41st. Phil... 46th of 48, Sergio Garcia, 47th of 48. So Hmm. yeah, stuff throughout the board.
2: Yeah. We've been seeing that kind of stuff for a while now. Um, But I, I think it's safe to assume that, you know, your, your DJ and your cam, your Brooks or Patrick Reed, you'll have a couple of them who are, who are sharp. They're, they're just talented enough um, to, to make a run. They have enough experience on the golf course, which I think is a big deal, even though they may not be, you know, coming in in mid season form the way the Rory's and ROMS and Scheffler's may be. um, I, I think their golf course knowledge can, can keep them, you know, somewhat involved in the event.
0: Let us, uh, turn back to the odds board. And as I mentioned earlier, a little bit Uh, here, Greg, for the Valero, Texas Open. The guys over at uh, Caesar Sportsbook believe that this is kind of a three-horse race. So as of right now, it is not Patrick Rogers who is the favorite. It's Corey Connors, one shot back at plus 190. Patrick Rogers at plus 200. Matt Kuchar, plus 625. Then everybody else is at least 12 to one. The only other golfer who is below 20 to one is Chris Kirk. So that's only four under 20, then you get that cast of characters that we talked about. Sam Stevens, Benny on Sam Ryder, and Benny on are 40 to one each. Hideki's 55 to one. Like h- how much chaos do we want to invest in on a Saturday night?
2: Man. I, you know, I, I really think with only a five shot lead and only, um, five, you know, five players ahead of you, I, I think the Ben on Sam Ryder thing may be worth a, a sprinkle if you will. Cause I, I, I do think it's possible. And I think those guys, aside from Connors, Rogers, Kucher, are probably playing the best. I'm interested in Chris Kirk. He's um, Chris Kirk in his three non-designated events of 2023, 2023. Excuse me. They've been all top threes. Yeah, third, tied third, win. Um, he hasn't done it the way that he's been doing it though. Like he, he, his iron play has been pretty poor the last couple of days. He's scrambled really well. He's made some really nice putts, keeping himself in it. But I, I think he's a better ball striker than he's shown. So that would be kind of against the grain, against the model, which I don't like to do very often. But um, but for a guy like Chris Kirk, whose fingerprint, if you will, is um, is much better tee to green than we've been getting, I'm, I'm not afraid of going that way.
0: I Yeah, I don't disagree with that. He's been playing great. And I think that... um I mean, Chris Kirk and Matt Kuchar have basically been tied at the hip all week long in terms of like odds and sentiment and stuff like that. I mean, Matt Kuchar might have just gotten you like a couple extra points by making a bogey or a double bogey on 18. He's still very much in the mix. At, oh, yeah. At, at plus 625. So I think if it was me tonight and I had nothing else invested in and I wanted to fire a couple of bullets, I think Kuchar interesting and I would I would try to find a Sam Ryder ceiling round at 40 to one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I may go Benny on. So I, so you go, uh, you go Ryder and, and I go Kirk and on, you know, I I think one of us finds one of
0: those guys might win this thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, then maybe uh, Connors and Rodgers. throw them in there. Too. Also,
0: also just in case, Sam Stevens and Patty Harrington. Yes,
2: um, and look, I wouldn't be afraid of Hideki Matsuyama down there either.
0: Listen, anybody can win this golf tournament. It's yeah, uh, wide open.
2: I I, th- I really do think that the way that this tournament ended with the Rodgers bogey and and the Corey Connors miss birdie putt, I think that really opened the door. Where you know, well, while they're playing the 18th hole, I was thinking you know, Kirk's yeah. the last guy with a chance and it cha- one shot changes the entire perception.
0: I agree with you. No, I, I think that was a pretty, a pretty big sequence that we saw uh, on the final hole of the day. Well, I'll tell you what, Greg, this time tomorrow, approximately we will have a champion at the Texas open and we will flip the switch and do uh, the greatest thing in our world, which is turn our attention to the master's. And we are probably less than twenty four hours away from that.
2: Do you think our winner gets into the Masters, or do you think our winner oh. is already in the Masters?
0: Is Kucher already in? No, he's no, not. Uh, no. So, so basically, Connor... is, it, is it Corey Connors, Chris Kirk, or the field? Yeah. Is Sam Ryder in?
2: Uh, I, I don't think, think he so. is. It, really? Did he win? What's his football no. ranking?
0: Twenty twenty three Masters qualifiers. Here we go. I'll just look right. I
2: now. should have known that answer before asking. I that looked question. it
0: up yesterday, and I still don't know the answer. Uh, he is not not in.
2: Yeah, so you're looking at Kirk. You're looking at Connors
0: or the field
2: or the field.
0: Or I mean, there Kirk, are other players. And Hideki, obviously. So I get, yeah, I get right. Hideki, Connors, Kirk, or the field? I will take the field.
2: I think I think that's the right play.
0: Yeah, because that gives me Rodgers, Kucher, Stevens, Benny on, Sam Ryder, Harrington, everybody else.
2: Yeah. So I think we're going to get... Uh, we might get a new uh, master's invitee this week, which is uh, always a really cool story.
0: Now do they overnight that? they got to get it to him quick? Do they overnight that to him, or does somebody just like wait like hand deliver it or does he just pick it up when he gets to Augusta? Yeah,
2: maybe he picks it. maybe it's a phone call. You can pick yeah. up your official invitation uh, at the at the gate.
0: We'll have it. yeah, security will have it for you at the gate.
2: Surprisingly, I've never been in that situation. Um, eh,
0: there's still time. We'll find out. Yeah, you yeah. Never know. Get, getting the official Masters invite on short notice—that's something <laughs> uh, we'll have to see if we can get at some point in our lives. Okay, thank you very much, Greg. Much appreciated. Uh, also, big thanks to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. You can find Greg on Twitter at the real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. producers matt damon and ben affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band youtube kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on paramount plus go to paramount plus to try it free terms apply